Joker. Late to every episode. Late so much, I'm going to have to buy you a pregnancy test. Bob Rude. <laughs> I want to be a podcaster. Yay. It's my name, Kenta. Kenta. I'm going to call him Kenta. Dynamite drop in, Monty. That broadcasting school is really paying off for you. <laughs> That's a bold statement, Cotton. Oh, my God. Mine just stopped recording. No, we're good. We're still recording. What a dick. Fuck with me. I'd cease and desist me. I'd cease and desist me hard. I need a minute to recover off that. What kind of game is it? War games! Let a war! War games! You are impressionist. I have, yeah, I know. That's the only thing I've said in the last half hour. Bark, Bark like a dog. dog. <laughs> oh! Oh! Oh, jeez! Holy shit! How did that actually happen? Here we go. I've got no food, my pet's heads are falling off, but it's all good because it is Wednesday and you know what that means. The Top of Wrestling is here to provide you with their weekly episode, episode number 28 of season 3. Come a long way, things have been cooking. And actually, you know, that being said, with this one included, there are only 8 episodes left on the entire season. A lot of big things to come. Some may stay, some things may stay, some things may go. We'll talk about that at some point, either probably on air, because that's what we do. We don't talk during the week when it comes to these your uh, your hosts here. But as always, thank you very much for subscribing, liking, and sharing when you do it on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You know that the top of wrestling. Here we bring you good wrestling and good flicks. Last week was probably one of our favorite quotable movies in a long time. All I know is walking out of it, all I can remember is saying, I miss my donkey. That's right, it was Clerks 1 and 2, which is oddly going to come up in our news again today, which is kind of fun. I'm excited to get there, but as always... You know, my name is The Professor, and we get nothing accomplished on this show unless our co-host, who is with us, you know, he's always giving me crap about me, you know, cutting him off and not listening to him. I don't know, I wasn't really paying attention, but uh, ladies and gentlemen, ODM. Got robbed by a sweet old lady in a motorized cart. I didn't even see it coming! (laughs) You know... I guess it's true what they say. Old people, although slow and dangerous behind the wheel, can serve a purpose. <laughs> Don't you Don't go you dying on me dying now. On me. <laughs> Dude, last week proves that the show, it's fun when we're, you know, uh, 
doing this through our apps, our Google Meet app or whatever device we end up using each week, but it's fun when we're face-to-face. The stuff that we can get accomplished was a very long episode, four full fucking hours, but if you watched with us the two and a half hours that was Heroes of Wrestling, by God, a lot of, lot of laughter. I can't believe how impromptu our laughter just was out of nowhere when Jake just fell. And look it, we weren't making fun of alcoholism. No. We were just making fun of this was all just televised, I think. It was like it was like a wrestler's worst nightmare to watch this. And like we said, you know, it's kind of like watching the Jeff Hardy victory road thing. I'm like, I, I don't giggle while watching it. But I do giggle when I see him trip on the step when he's on the way into the ring. That's funny to me. Or the fact that when he pops up after Sting gives him the three, he's like, what happened? (laughs) But neither here nor there. Um, Let me ask you, ODM, what are the chances of uh, uh, a guy like you and a girl like me starting to talk about some news today? Uh, Pretty low. (laughs) So you're telling me there's a chance. Uh, I desperately want to make love to a schoolboy. Oh, there goes the outro quote. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Hey, no worries. Which is good no because I knew you were, that works out. I knew you were a sick fuck and you were going to use it. So that's why I put a second one oh. there. But which is, that's okay because I already figured out your uh, character of the week and it's probably for the better that. That wasn't the one. You know, it's kind of fun. Now, as I'm looking at you on the, you know, kind of a sidetrack here on this, but, you know, as I'm looking at you, I'm like, I was in that room. I actually know what's all around me now. Like, to the the side of the guitars. The door's right there. That's fun. Okay. (laughs) Anyway. um, Hey, man, did you happen to see I I did a quick little jab at you this past weekend on Facebook on our uh, account? You did? Yeah, it's uh, not really a jab, but just... Whatever, I, I had said, although ODM absolutely despises what boxing is nowadays and could give two shits or something like that, I was like, the professor wants you to know he calls Tyson Fury in six rounds. Now, it wow. ended up being 11 rounds, right? but holy shit. Five knockdowns between the both of them. It was one of the best heavyweight fights I've seen in a long time. It was, it was awesome, but... Did you happen to see who did the intros for both guys? I've seen it uh, shown, or I've seen it posted a bunch. Yep. I actually haven't watched it yet. It was Big E basically doing, uh, he didn't do anything like clap for your world famous you know, WBC champ, because there's like 74 championships you'd have to list off because of how the heavyweight division is. Right. Uh, but... It was very New Day-esque. Or was it? Okay. Oh, that's the man. That's going to be coming down. It was, it was that, you know, and uh, it was cool. You know, at first, when he introduced Deontay Wilder, I was like, that's cool. I'm like, so who's going to intro uh, Tyson Fury? And then it goes right back to him. I go, oh, WWE champ goes two for two. Did you see the picture of him in the crowd with his uh, lady friend? I did not. That's been circulating around. They're like, yeah, it's good to be WWE champ. We'll just go ahead and say that. (laughs) All right, right, man. But 
No boxing news. Let's get into wrestling news. What do you got for me? All right. Well, it's funny since we've been talking about him so much, and I had mentioned he was in the first AEW Battle Royale. Uh, it looks like Glacier is kind of looking to get a return to AEW. Uh, he did an interview, and he was talking about... I Actually, I uh, did an interview with Perched on the Top Rope. Perched on the Top Rope, I met one of the guys. I don't know if it's the one guy or if it's a bunch of people. Met one of them at Frontier Field at a Red Wings game where Mick Foley was there Ooh. signing autographs. Um, yeah, and I've been following their page uh, before we did our, our podcast. So, uh, yeah, so it's actually with them. Uh, they had a little interview with Glacier, and it says he was talking about his hip injury. It looks like he had some surgery. He's starting to feel better now and kind of looking to make a return in ring. Uh, only if he does it as Glacier. So, Well, yeah, I got to be honest. So, you know, I, I like to give you guys a little bit of a uh, – heads up as to kind of how the show is a little bit here you may think that we go over this stuff when we say we don't talk to each other throughout the week we really don't like it's monday afternoon hey did you put in notes had you the yeah yeah yeah. you know like just quick and our notes are pretty vague yep it's like hey i'm just gonna put this in and i'll know what i mean and Mm -hmm. i'll bring you up to speed on the air so when you had perched on the top rope i didn't realize it was a a show <laughs> when you said perched on the top rope i was like glacier was perched up on the top rope it said it wants to appear in aew again i go did i miss something this past week on dynamite or rampage was he perched up on the top rope <laughs> okay sorry yeah glad I got to clear it. that up for you speed <laughs> i appreciate that but there is some other exciting news. Go ahead. All right. So uh, there's going to be a relaunch of Women of Wrestling. Uh, they're going to get syndicated on Saturdays, I think, and they're also going to be showing the older episodes. Uh, but some big names involved, for the most part, Tessa Blanchard is going to be pretty much their top competitor. Uh, they're already getting flack for that. Uh, but AJ Mendez is going to be like a senior producer and, and booker and all that stuff. Uh, so that's interesting. Uh, AJ Lee, to you yes. people who don't know who Mendez is or AJ Brooks or Mrs. AJ Punk. So what's (laughs) okay. Yeah. We, we, there's the obvious flack that Tessa Blanchard is doing this. It is just kind of funny. What promotion is she going to work for? How about we just open up a new one? (laughs) Sorry. That's that's yeah. It's messed up, but listen, true feelings. When you watch, a pay-per-view you accept and this is god damn it i do not mean this to be sexist in any way i'm going to preface that ahead of time and i really mean this but when we watch a pay-per-view the the match we're most least likely excited to watch in nine times out of ten in any promotion is going to be the women's only because of it's just whatever the case could be however with how society is, you had the women's evolution pay-per-view. That, and then we had the NWA uh, women's pay-per-view just recently. Why not? Man, I say every woman from Charlotte to Mickey James to Ruby to Bit Britt Baker, everybody. I say get all the women in a promotion and you have one big women's promotion. I bet you that would sell very hard. I think people would be interested in it because you're tuning into an all-women's wrestling show. And they're not going to be overshadowed by all the other things that are going on. We we do get excited when we, it's going to be certain matches or events. But it's not like... 
It's not like Britt Baker versus anybody right now in AEW is going to headline the pay-per-view over anybody that's on that uh, card, whether it's in the beginning, middle, or end. I think they should have their own platform, just me personally, and I think it would be a great success, and I think this could be a good step in the direction. Personally, that's it. Your thoughts? Yeah, Yeah, we'll see where it goes. I mean... The thing is, I don't think most people that aren't into wrestling or are sort of flicker into the channels every once in a while are going to know who Tessa Blanchard or AJ Lee is. So I don't really think you're drawing power. You're really going to have to go after like a key demo that wants to watch it. So, um, and with that's the- why I say you have to draw, get Charlotte out of WWE. What what else is, the hell does she have to do there anymore? Yeah, I mean she's a. 74-time women's champion. I mean, there's 75. no reason for her to even stay there. Ah, uh, I'm sorry. I forgot. She she was tied with R-Truth recently. Speaking of championships, man, we just a couple of weeks ago just had our conversation about the, the best belts, straps, which were the most prestigious, and what were our favorite ones in the person who made every one of the titles that you and I absolutely loved. We love the Intercontinental title. We absolutely love the tag team titles from WWF era. And, of course, the winged eagle, the creator of that, which is Reggie Parks, passed away. Damn. But kudos to him, man. Quite a legacy. You made three very memorable titles that people still love and want to this day. You're talking to two of them. Yep. Weekly Cornet reference. Uh, he was talking about when he was doing Smoky Mountain Wrestling, he wanted to have some belts made and called up Reggie. And his mom had a bunch of cubic zircon rings from Finger Hut that came as like free promotional prizes with every order you place. And he asked her for him, so they, he used those zircons in the tips of the crowns on the MLW Championship. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I never heard that. That's really, I like it. Man, it's a good thing That's we have a, these weekly it's, Cornette references. It's a, it's a good reference. You know what another good reference is? Hit the music! The bills make me want to shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands up and shout. Throw your head back and shout. Well, come on now. The bills are making it happen now. Stand up now. Come on and shout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, as everybody knows, okay, fair pal, we record on Mondays. How fucking tired are you today, man? <laughs> that stupid lightning delay. I know. That's an extra, that's an hour of sleep you lost right there. Did anybody, did you look it up? All right, if we're up at halftime, can we win just due to the lightning effects? Because <laughs> no. we did where we were all at. <laughs> yeah, I was just waiting to see the rest of that game, man. What a hell of a game. It was awesome. Looking good. Yo, but can we just talk about the goddamn announcing in the game? Ugh, they could not say one nice thing about the Bills. Nope. And well, all the guy kept doing was S in the D of 
Mahomes. And then he goes, you know, there's, I, I like the, this, whoever it was on the Bills. He goes, I like him. And he goes, I, let me ask you, how would you describe him? We're like, how much do you fucking like him? You couldn't describe him with one goddamn word, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Helmsworth. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's get back to the news. What else you got? All right. Well, let's see. Uh, so you have been talking about Will Ospreay showing up in AEW. Looks like he might be showing up in MLW first. Uh, he's scheduled. So to show- uh, actually, well, my bad. Let me, I I don't think I called that. On the air, that was off air. Oh, I called well, that on a on a messenger. No, but yeah. I want to bring it to because you're saying you've been calling it, and I haven't necessarily called it. I don't think on the air. Okay. I thought he was going to be the Joker. Yeah. I was hoping he would be the Joker. That was my personal. I thought it would just be tremendous with the amount of shit he's been talking. Which follow up, please. Yep. Uh, and we'll actually loop back to that on the next story. Uh, so yeah, so it looks like he's going to be showing up in November. Uh, they referenced it, uh, MLW referenced it, their last pay-per-view event where uh, Hammerstone took the title. Uh, he also does an interview where he basically cuts a promo on Omega, Punk, and Danielson, uh, where he's basically saying, uh, I, I'll embarrass all of you. I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. Uh, and he says, uh, you know what? I'm tired of uh, you know trying to find other guys. You know my number. You know how to get a hold of me. Hit me up when you're ready. Uh, basically just saying, you know, making fun of CM Punk being the best in the world and uh, how Punk said he he's one of the people he loved to fight. He's like, all right, well, then come get me. Um, he's the self-proclaimed IWGP champion. Uh, so there's a lot of good stuff there, and uh, it'd be nice to see him on mainstream TV. It's funny that he called all three out, mm-hmm. and this is a, a 2K like fantasy blow your load kind of thing. But I'm like, put them all in one match, four way winner goes, man, 60 minutes, just go, you know, like something as awesome as that. I'm like, just let's see who really is the best in the world between all them. Because uh, you, uh, when you get a five way, you got to throw Okada in there somewhere, man. <laughs> yeah, while, <laughs> while we're at it. <laughs> <laughs> and Roman. No. All right. <laughs> All right, what else? I, I, I like some of the upcoming news I see here. Go ahead. All right, well, when we'll pull Osprey into this, it looks like uh, so it would be this Friday. Uh, SmackDown is going to run two and a half hours, and it's going to overlap with AEW Rampage. Uh, I don't know if Vince and company are purposely doing this, but I just don't see this ending well. And my thought is, and the last half hour is going to be commercial-free. Eh, check that out. But... Uh, Tony Khan's already basically saying I, we're going to kick their ass. Um, all they have to do is debut Osprey in that last half hour or the first half hour. Um, first half hour. Yeah, you open the show with fucking Punk comes out and then Osprey comes out. Uh, guess what? Nobody's changing the channel. It's got a bone. <laughs> not the same movie, but. It's not. <laughs> Uh, let me ask you something. How do they know I got gas? <laughs> Pills are good. Pills are good. <laughs> Check, please. It's a, it's a lovely accent. New Jersey. <laughs> Austria. Oh, oh, good day, mate. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
Um, now I will. I see the other parts of news here are pretty much uh, a little bit on me. Oh yeah. If I look at that, mm-hmm. so Brian Danielson in an interview revealed that WWE WWE was pissed off with him because he kept those concussions that he had had for you know several years prior a secret. And he only brought it to light because it obviously was an, an effect to things that he needed to take care of himself and, you know, be on the right protocol. But they shelved him pretty much longer because of that. And you go back to that promo. We, we goddamn mention this promo all the time, man. Miz and him on Talking Smack. And he goes, if they would let me, I would be back in that ring. And he had said it. And you hear it in his voice. So WWE kind of punished him for not admitting that he had a concussion. I'm like, yeah, well, he was the first to speak up. Ask every wrestler now. They're going to be like, no, 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 I've never passed out. Nothing. No, 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 I'm, I'm fine. I'm good. Yeah. You know, come on. But this one I found kind of interesting. Uh, well, first I'm going to back up here before I uh, get to the, fi- the my final piece of news. So we had mentioned Clerks earlier. And Kevin Smith did an interview. Kevin Smith is Silent Bob, as we all know. And he said he absolutely loves how AEW handles their celebrities. They do it in a a tasteful manner. Example, Rosario Dawson was there recently, which we just mentioned. And, um, I mean, you have your Snoop Dogg and Shaq moments, right? But other people who have been there, right? You know, well, I mean, hey, not everything is going to be... You know, absolutely stellar. But uh, while Tyson was all right. Anyway, he said they would absolutely love to get involved with doing something with them again. He goes, especially since Clerks 3 is going to be coming out soon. Which they just, I'm not sure if you've seen the, since we just did Clerks 1 and 2, you know, last week. Clerks 3, it's a picture of all of them still mm-hmm. wearing the movie, or not movies, uh, the video store yep. stuff, but the, it's all the same people, um, even Elias, who is the Lord of the Rings geek. So I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see this. Um, I hope it's better than their Jane Simon Bob reboot. That I wanted to get a boot to the face. It was horrible. Yeah. Um, but they're going to be hopefully getting involved. And like we said, they were in, they were at the very first AEW Dynamite in the mm-hmm. front row. As soon as that happened, I was like, here we go. It's the big time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, To me, it got it. It made it exciting. Um, this interview actually came out earlier today, and I found it just interesting. So we've all loved the Dudley Boys. And me personally, mega huge fan of the Bully Ray character. Um, everybody credits... Uh, Chris Jericho for his multiple times of rebranding his character. And I think Bully Ray did a hell of a job from being, he went from a stuttering hick in WWE to a badass extremist. You know, they, they, they made him the weird stuttering thing for some weird reason, even though they already saw him extreme in W in ECW. Right. And they're like, let's have you develop a stutter on the way over here. What? (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) well, you have to be our brand, sir. But to move on, I mean, they divided the Dudley boys up, brought them back together. Stupid shit in WWE. They went to TNA and went off and did things well with 3D. And then that's when Bully Ray, Aces and Eight, it all unfolds. But Devon does an interview with Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast um, and says... Just for the record, I never wanted to stop wrestling. I never wanted to be a producer backstage for WWE. 
I enjoy it now, but it took me some years to actually embrace it and like it. Bubba decided during that 2016 run that the Dudley boys were not being treated fair in terms of the position we were in. I get it to a certain degree, but you have to understand, the attitude era was gone. And I even said it to him, it's gone, it's not coming back. Um, There was a contract that was given to us on the second run there, and Bubba did not want to sign it. Now, let me just get back here. Oh, you said I knew that we were never going to be at the top of the food chain again, and I have a lot of respect for what we do. But Bubba didn't want to play fair, and I know Bubba will have his own opinion about what happened. But again, for the uh, really, that's the majority of it. They gave us a contract. I wanted to sign it. He did not. So that's how Devon ended up becoming into the producer role. Now, the one thing he says is this right here. I wish him nothing but the best, but we do not do business anymore. That was the biggest key wording. That was the biggest thing that drew me into the the headline, obviously. Uh, but we don't do business anymore. There's no hard feelings, and I don't have any animosity towards him. It's just he's doing his thing. I'm doing mine. We're not at odds with each other. We don't hate each other. This is not a Marty Jannetty and a Shawn Michaels thing where we hate each other. Thought that was an excellent throw-in, by the way. <clears throat> But we don't. We have differences of opinions, and we had to go our separate ways. Let's go back to their run. Okay, their first part is they started to feud with the Usos. Or no, I'm sorry, not the Usos. The New Day. Okay. I'm all right with the New Day went over at that time. Totally okay. Then, you had them bitching out to Endzone Cass. Yep. And that's mentioned in this interview, too. I just kind of skimmed over it because I knew I would bring it up. Enzo made them look stupid by just talking on the mic every week, and they did nothing. And then they would have, like, two-on-one matches with each guy, and still each guy would win. You know, it was just horrible how they had them run. And in one point in that also, in this interview, he went to Vince McMahon, being bully, and said, I want to do the Bully Ray character. And Vince said, no, we're not going to do it. And Devon said, you got to let the Attitude Era go. Fuck, dude. Hey, first of all, Attitude Era and Bully Ray were two totally different eras. So you can't tell them to leave the Attitude Era alone. Okay, tag team-wise, okay, then don't be the tables, guys. How about you make them a Bully Ray, Devon, Aces and Eights version where they're just a kick-ass tag team that are like, no, you if you want to make it in the big time, you have to come through us. Fuck the tables, come through us. Could have been that road. Vince didn't want anything to do with it. Shocker. Yeah, right? I mean, he wanted to make Adam Cole a uh, manager. So Yeah, I also uh, heard they wanted hey, to man. shave his head. Oh, I, I heard that. Oh, my God. And there's so many great memes out there of that. Oh, there's another great meme that was out there the other day of Sammy Guevara with a bunch of people backstage holding the TNT championship after he just won it with Brody Lee Jr. standing there and someone cut or shrunk Adam Cole's body to the exact same size as Brody Lee Jr., so it looks like he's just equally as tall as them. <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of a mock on AEW, but at the same point, right. I giggled. I think from here on out, man, you know, we used to do the Wednesday Night Wars. We would talk a little bit about WWE, but 
I have nothing interesting. There's nothing interesting to me. I see they're heading into Crown Jewel with exactly what we thought they were going to, and I'm equally as disgusted. So I think from here on out, man, let's just keep bringing you AEW results for those who unfortunately maybe didn't get a chance to watch it this past week. I see you got it in here. Let's keep it going as we have been. Run down this past week's results, which, let's be honest, was their anniversary show. This was the second anniversary of Dynamite. You remember the first one when Moxley and Omega, the glass table? Oh, yeah. Omega and the Bucks came out like street fighters? That seems like decades ago. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, they, we've covered a lot of ground since then. So, And it just keeps changing the landscape. We got the super elite Omega, Cole, and the Bucks. Uh, they end up defeating Danielson, Christian Cage, and Jurassic Express. Uh, you know, it was a spot fest. It's hard with these, you know, eight-man tags. It's hard to keep everything going and... You know, keep some semblance of a, an, an entertaining matches, but luckily the high spots were halfway decent. Uh, so you know, the solid match. I think the did you see one. the low spot because it, it kind of made its rounds on the uh, the internet. But don't worry, being the elite, they must have seen it enough to see that people talked about the botch enough that they even covered it on being the uh, the Melter driver, the whiff on the Melter driver when they lifted up uh, Luchasaurus. Oh yeah, they, they all tried to do a power bomb. And Omega yeah. just basically fell right onto his ass. And they didn't really sell it the right way. And, and God, like I said, man, there are a lot of AEW haters out there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, when WWE came out, did people really hate on WCW this fucking hard? I'm like, I didn't think it was. I mean, like me, I was like, look, I mean, I prefer WWF, but I'm going to watch WCW because why not? I mean, do you only watch horror movies, not comedies? It's just really odd to me. People really genuinely hate it, and they're looking for every botch possible. So that one, unfortunately, made its rounds. It was a pretty bad botch for four guys to lift up lift up Luchasaurus. Yes. And, unless that's anything on Lucha, to be honest with you. Like, did he not give a good jump? Dude, I don't he's even tall know. as fuck. It just and, and Omega's not weak. You've seen him hoist people for the one wing angel that are fucking huge. So True. you know who knows? It's probably blame it on the Bucks. Fuck the Bucks. Uh, anyway, we get our uh, we get Bobby Fish making his AEW debut, taking on Sammy Guevara for the TNT Championship. I have to say this match was a little underwhelming. I don't know if it was a, a clash of styles, uh, but Fish looked good. He didn't get hurt, so that's a good thing. And, uh, uh, you know, and they did a good job of kind of hyping up and explaining who Bobby Fish is for those who may not know. So, yeah, it was all right. And, and he earned himself a contract. He mm-hmm. is officially all elite, which the Bucks had pushed pretty hard for. And I'm sure Cole probably did. Omega himself, you know, they all work together in Ring of Honor, not to mention within NXT, things like that, whoever it may be down the road, or with especially Cole. Cole and Fish have pretty much been inseparable since, uh, what, 2012, 13? I mean, he's been solid. Both of men have been solid in Ring of Honor, then to NXT. Same with Kyle O'Reilly. Poor O'Reilly's by himself over there, and that place is drowning in the shit. Hope his contract ends soon. Gargano's contract is possibly up where I hear he... I mean, he's already switched his Twitter handle to not even saying NXT. It just says professional wrestling. All references are gone, yep. Yeah, who knows? But uh, I think it was purposely an underwhelming match. I don't think everybody needs to come in and have a five-star studded match where you're looking like a contender. You can come in and lose and then come in. Maybe his next feud is with a 
uh, Lee Marshall or a Brock Anderson or a Brian Pillman Jr., there's no reason that Fish has to jump himself all the way up the card. Put him where he needs to be. You know, it, it's he knows he's not a world champion probably. No, I, I just think as a match, I like I said, it's just, it wasn't. Yeah, I hope he knows. Yeah, so, I mean, it, like I said, it's good to see him. Uh, I think I'm just used to seeing him in tag matches personally, so maybe that was part of it. Uh, so we had Darby Allen versus Nick Camarado. It was an excuse for Sting to hit a Stinger death drop. Uh, yeah, not much going on there. I'm trying to remember where the promo was. I don't have it listed here, but I'll say it was somewhere around here. Um, <laughs> who did the the interview with Shivani? It's like one of the, the new guys. Fucking, it's not Lee Marshall. It's, uh... I don't even know something Quinn. I have no idea who the fuck this guy is. Like I, okay, yeah, no idea who he is. But anyway, I was thinking of the other part with MJF. But go ahead. He's one of. Oh, <laughs> I'll let you take that one. Uh, the part with uh, one of the guys with Cody. Uh, but anyway, he's basically he's cutting a promo saying, you know, I'm here to make a name for myself and Alistair Black. You know, basically call him out. Lights go out. Black has the max mask on. Black mask. Lights go off. He's on the ground, calls him out. Awesome. Just to see Black show up, hit that move. Beautiful. Huh. If you can only just use people in a really simple manner. Imagine that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was not a simple manner was Arn Anderson sneaking into Cody's yard and setting a trash can fire, <laughs> burning his suit. <laughs> I'd have rather just seen the Glock. Yeah, I know, right? And Cody comes out, and, you know, it's hilarious. This shows the vanity of Cody because he's poking fun at the way people poke fun at him as this wannabe socialite who just wants to be this three-piece suit-wearing power couple that's going to rise to the top and, that you know, their dollar store Miz, you know? Uh, And he's poking fun at Arn calling that out. Which is funny because he... Arn's making him burn. He's like, take off that tie. And he's like making him burn his suit. But what's great is that you see Cody like fold up the tie nice and you see him throw it in the fire. Now that was air quotes there. You could tell he drops it down. I'm like, show me that fire pit. Show me that fucking fire pit. I want to see that thing on fire. I'm like, he dropped it in front of the fire pit. Like, you assholes. I'm like, it's, it was a stupid segment. The whole thing was just meh. Um, and I think it was right after this segment was when we found out that Darby Allen got the shit kicked out of him pretty much by, uh, Wardlow and MJF. The pinnacle. Remember? Yeah. He, yeah. And the pinnacle and he can't be broken. Well, look pretty goddamn broken right there. I already love this feud. We talked about it last week. I am so excited about this feud. Just MJF alone. I mean, we already said it. You know, the whole mime on a skateboard, uh, school shooter routine. It's <laughs> oh, really awesome. I love your Bane voice or your, your Batman voice. Really awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I didn't mind the beatdown. The mask seemed like overkill. Like, we didn't know who the fuck it was. Like, why are you wearing masks? Right. But. Yeah, well, well you know. Nitpicky. You got to get past security somehow, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> All right, we had a couple more matches. Uh, Serena Deeb uh, faced Hikaru Shida. Shida is looking to be the first woman to hit 50 wins. And it was hilarious because they start the match and they've got her like a... It, was, it looked like a daytime TV award. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> and Deeb ends up winning and apparently 
Sheeta just goes full heel and clocks her over the head with the thing after. No, Deeb did. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, Deeb healed out. So. But you tell me that you were expecting that. Fuck no. No way. No way. That was awesome. Because even when I was sitting in that room right there, I was like, so obviously Sheeta's going to get her 50th win tonight. And uh, anyway, because uh, we that's what we expected. You got to be kidding me. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, and now let's talk about, hey, yo, <laughs> I'm just reading your notes. Go ahead. Read it. Read it out loud as is. This is, this is fucking phenomenal. You want me to just read out the results as I've written it? Yes, please. Okay. Adam Page defeats John Moxley, Lance Archer, Pack, Alberto Del Rio. Or Alberto Del Rio? Wow. Not so much for proofreading. I didn't type Did you this know out. who it was? I, uh, uh, El Idolo. It was Andrade. <laughs> wow. Did you do that on purpose? No. No, I <laughs> I didn't take notes while watching the show. I went to where I go to get my you know the, the news, and I was like, okay, they, they have the results. I'm just going to copy the results. So someone else oh, yeah. had a really good joke. That They got jokes. That's a good one because it's exactly what Andrade is. In AEW is Alberto Del Rio 2.0. That's why I thought you wrote that in there. I was like, yo, good for you. You're like, do you want me to read this? No wonder you seem so weird about yeah. it. I was like, fucking read it, dude. <laughs> and I said, do you love me? And she said, no. But that's a really nice ski mask. <laughs> dude, talk yeah. about ski mask. That right there was done in like the first like 30 episodes of being the elite. That's all Cody ever did was, but that's a nice ski mask. That's all they did was just that part right there. Oh, I love that. So, Sam, Samson slappy. So Swanson, Samson, Samson night. Oh, I was way off. <laughs> Harry, your fingers are freezing. <laughs> Here, why don't you take one of my pair? <laughs> all right, that's hey. one of the funniest things. All right. Hey, professor. We got to be classy and sophisticated. Oh, check out the fun bags on that hose hound. <laughs> <laughs> Big gulps, huh? Yeah. Well, so, see you later. <laughs> all, right. all right. So getting back to the match, um, Pac almost died twice. Uh, Adam yep. Adam Page returns. Uh, got a really good pop. I was surprised. I was kind of hoping it was Osprey myself, but... Uh, seeing Paige again is is cool. Um, those pox spots were were brutal. The buckshot and the power bomb on the ladder. Um, yeah, Paige getting the win. I feel like the ship is sailed. The ship has sailed. The ship has sailed. <laughs> but we can re- revisit it in like another year. Like I don't think him going. No for the title. man. I now see. I, I, be don't, I, I don't like this because he goes away. He's doing this dark order thing. He's doing this drunken sad cowboy thing. He comes back, he gets the pop, he kicks ass, and he drinks a beer with a fan at ringside. I'm okay with that. That's that's like some Steve Austin shit. That's the cowboy shit. But this fucking, you know, rhinestone cowboy gimmick he was doing before just didn't cut it. Then he takes the two. Let him come back. Let him show that he's angry. Let him fucking work his way up and let Omega deal with something else. And then you come back to it. Go back two years ago. He was in the elite. He was the elite. Who's to say he had to cash in on Omega right now? Who's to say he has to cash in at all? What do you? What if he just 
he looks like he's about to have an argument with them and joins the elite for a little bit and becomes a douchebag with them. Rebuild him up. I'm just saying, even if he did defeat Omega and win, everybody's saying, oh, well, it's too late. Why is it too late? It's two years into a promotion, man. I mean, not everybody wins a champion. It wasn't Dude, a you mean to tell me that Hogan, though. Warrior, Savage, and Bret Hart, and Flair, everybody won the title all in the same fucking year? No, let things happen. You all just want to have it all right now. I don't want it right now. I don't think it's worth it. I don't. Yeah, he's. it's been two years, but it hasn't been a good two years. Like the potential was there, but you squandered it. I think it's 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 not worth it. Honestly, I think if anything, you want a moment and you want to put somebody over, you put the title on Danielson and then you give it to MJF. Then Paige can win it. Okay. And then Paige can hold that title up and say, We landed on the moon. Anything else you got to say, man, or you want to move on? No, and I don't care! Just bring it, bitch! Oh, my God! You legit just took my line I was about to say it, and then you took it, and I go, that's a good lead-in to bring it to the table, because I got something that I am going to bring to the table that you won't say you don't care about. Like I said, man... Well, right now, probably about seven and a half episodes are left now, but uh, to this season. And we're going to be making some changes. Nothing major, but I got to talk about the season finale. It'll be episode 35. And not only will you get some really cool best of season three stuff that maybe you didn't even know existed, to be honest with you, which is kind of fun um, if you really think about it. But besides that, I am giving a lot of personal research. I'm saying it right now, ODM. I'm working my ass off for our final topic of season three. And I'm not going to give it away what it is right now, but I've been doing some really, some hard digging, and I'm, I'm excited to talk about everything that is to be. Yeah, um... Yeah, I don't want to give too much away. If I say something, I'm going to give it away, and I'm not going to do that. Um, I'll say that I feel like some of the research is already done. Fair but enough. But even with that, there's still so much that needs to be added. Um, it's going to be a good show. I can't wait to discuss it. Uh, I think we're going to agree on a lot, and I think it's a cop out. We've said it before, but I think we're going to disagree a lot, and we're going to agree a lot. So I think it'll be a good balance. It's really. F- that's really funny because for as many shows as we have, as we have done, we always say, oh, we're going to disagree. We end up being like, cool, we're on the same page. Good topic. Good topic, man. Good shit. <laughs> That's why we spout, uh, spout movie quotes throughout the episode because we know we're just going to agree and it's going to take like five minutes. That's true. All right, man. What else you got for uh, – uh, what, what is your bringing to the table this week? I was going to bring it up a couple weeks ago, but – Things kept coming up. Excuse me. <coughs> I'm getting choked up over here. <laughs> Sounds like something's coming up right this now. Podcast. This is, yeah, I'm gonna, I feel like I'm going to cry. I'm getting all for clumped. So, AEW does a podcast, Unrestricted. I, I've listened a couple times. I'm not a huge fan. I like Aubrey as a ref, as a podcaster. She just seems like so way over the top. Like, oh my God, I'll do anything to be your friend. For real. Right? So, but, you know, my kind of friend. I, I still... <laughs> Uh, but I love her as, a, as an official. She's she's awesome. Ref Aubrey's great. Um, 
but they've done a couple lately, man. And it's uh, Daniel Bryan. I always fucking screw that up. Brian Danielson. That's a good one. CM Punk and Adam Cole. Uh, and actually, they did yeah. Ruby Riot too. Man, just to hear their stories, awesome. Awesome shit. Go check it out. Especially and if Adam you want to dig a little bit deeper, and dig a little bit deeper, uh, about maybe a year, well, I'd say 18 months ago, they're unrestricted with Brody Lee. Yes. You want to talk about a really good one? Phenomenal one. Well, and then if you want to really cry. His journey. Yeah, and if you want to cry, Amanda Huber is another good one to listen to. Yeah. Oh, my God. That. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah the, you're right. <laughs> wow. So, hey, man, you could talk some shit about the, I want to be your friend, but at least they get <laughs> people to, hey, that be your friend lowers people guards, people's guards for them to want to, you know, open up and talk. But anyway, um, you know what? That was some good shit. Speaking of... Nobody in the whole building but us, Nightwig. Wing. Eh? It's Nightwing. Really? Huh. Guess I was thinking of that goofy mullet you used to have. Yeesh, that was like a whole decade of bad hair days. This is such good shit. Hey everybody, this is Nightwing. And I got a little something else on my mind tonight. With the uh, introduction of the TBS title in AEW... I really wanted to talk about that because there has been sponsorships of a lot of things in pro wrestling. There's not necessarily been sponsorships of title belts, title straps, title championships, wherever you fall in it. Cool. But I mean, with the TBS title, the TNT one was a little bit of a play on words, which is cool. How far does it go? Do we get the Slim Jim Light Heavyweight Championship? Do we end up with the freaking Snickers, you know, tag team titles? I'm okay with the sponsorships because, I mean, sponsorships mean money. But if they lose a sponsorship, is a title stripped from somebody that earned the title belt? How does how does that go with booking? And that's just something I've been just very, very, very curious about. And... I want to hear everybody's thoughts. So I want to invite everybody to jump on our Facebook page and just post something about that. I'm going to do an initial thread so we can keep it all in one place. But on the top of wrestling Facebook page, I'm starting a thread and I want to hear from you guys. Have a good one. This past week on Dynamite, Tony Khan, earlier in the day, I have a Big announcement, everybody. A yeah. Big announcement. So we're like, ooh, it's got to be Will Ospreay with the Casino Battle Royal, maybe. Things like that. Ooh, what's it going to be? And it is the TBS Championship, which is an all-women's championship. And it's going to be defended, that's right, on TBS, the Turner Broadcasting Station. Uh, so now we have the TNT title. We have the TBS title. You're 100% right. Nightwing it's where does the sponsorship ends you know I mean we've been talking about Slim Jim's Halloween Havoc I wonder if if Savage wins a title if it'll be the Slim Jim's World Heavyweight Championship it's really an odd thing I mean now you got you know the TNT you got the TBS soon it'll probably be MTV then QVC maybe E Cinemax or even Skinemax uh, Disney Plus, Netflix and Chill website or title. Man, but there's a lot of great options that are out there, man. So 
it was great because that night Britt Baker cut a promo and basically saying, you know, well, now all the rest of you girls have scraps because uh, you're not beating me. And Britt, without breaking a fucking oh, great stride, she her. goes, she goes, I told them they should call it the Cartoon Network ch- uh, title, but whatever, which is owned by Turner Broadcasting. So that's even better. I didn't even know that. That's fucking awesome. Good for her because it's a dig at what you're doing, but you're also saying, but if we're going to promote someone, why not promote our own, our own uh, stations? Yep. So I thought that was really fucking cool, but yeah, uh, I I gotta be with uh, NWA on this one just a little bit. Uh, You could have done something a little more in it, uh, more inventive, but I wouldn't have created a secondary women's title to begin with because while the division has gotten much, much stronger since it started, it still has a little bit of ways to go, I think. Well, and it's funny because part of our conversation on the side, he goes, he said something like, I think this is a bad move to have the sponsorship title. I said, this thing holds just as much weight to me as the 24-7 title. It doesn't. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Unless our truth has a title, because he's funny as fuck. I'll watch him all day long. Exactly. Actually, you know what? Give me three hours every week of truth just doing stupid shit in the world. I'll watch that instead of Raw what, anytime. What have I told you time and time again? The man is a he national is treasure. A national treasure. He sure is. Well, speaking of a national treasure, I'm going to take you back, ODM, to someplace warm place where beer flows like wine, where beautiful women instinctively flock like the salmon of Capistrano. I'm talking about a little place called Monday Night Wars. I don't know, Professor. The French are assholes. Marty! You've got to come back with me! Where? Back to the future! Wait a minute, Doc. What are you talking about? What happens to us in the future? Will we become assholes or something? Give me a hell yeah! Mick Foley is going to win their world title. Has been paid for by the New World Order. Come on, Vince. Step into the ring. My God, the battle lines have been drawn! The Generation X invades WCW tonight! Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Have a nice day! This is a podcast. Who needs a radio? Mock. Yeah. Ing. Yeah. Bird. Yeah. We could do the whole thing. We could also do the most annoying sound in the world, but let's not do that. Let's be honest. Yeah, I don't need to hear that right now. Um, It is. October 14th, 1996. We are about six days away from In Your House, Buried Alive. And in a couple of weeks, we have Slim Jim's Halloween Havoc. But first, we stop at Nitro and Raw. Break down Raw for me. All right, here we go. Don't get your hopes up, though. Uh, We start with an Austin HBK promo. They're going to be having a non-title match in the main event. Uh, we open up with Vader with Cornette versus Phineas Godwin. Um, they make mention that McMahon is returning to commentary next week. Uh, Kevin Kelly does. And then JR goes, where'd you get that information from? I'm just curious because I heard it from Kevin Dunn. I'm like, oh, Kevin Dunn got mentioned on TV. How sweet. Um, 
uh, halfway through the match, Sid comes to the ring to cause a distraction and then just goes to the back. It, Vader wins anyway. So, yeah, that was a, a blast. Um, after that, Jim Ross is in the ring and introduces Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect with a 100-mile-an-hour gum slap on this one. He's just standing there, and right before he starts talking, he spits it straight ahead and swats it. And it even freaked out JR for a second. He took a step back. He's like, what the fuck? It was pretty fucking awesome. Um, I want you spitting that in my mouth. <laughs> Goddamn treasure bill. Uh, <laughs> but what my what I loved about this was Perfect's first words. Um, one, it was poking fun at JR, but two, in, in hindsight, it's foreshadowing. I, I don't think, unless Perfect said it as a, he suggested saying it because he knew what was going to come, but he goes, let me make thing one thing clear before I get started. There is only one Mr. Perfect, and you're looking at him. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, awesome. And he this promo wasn't one of his best. He stumbled over a lot of stuff. But in the end, you know, it's, it's good to see him back in the ring finally. Yeah. We get a brief uh, big, big Bang Boom Tour promo. Basically, all the local house shows coming up uh next we get our revenge bang bang boom yeah. <laughs> next we get our, our our the huge payoff to the revenge match it's lawler versus jake roberts okay mm-hmm. still going with the alcoholic jokes obviously it doesn't stop he even goes he goes hey finkel and he tells him a joke and finkel just rolls his eyes like i fucking hate you <laughs> Jake comes out. You uh, you boys sipping back on uh, <laughs> Grandpa's cough medicine there, huh? Listen, you little pumpkin pie haircutted freak. You shut, shut up! Shut your mouth you if you know what's good for you. <laughs> Tic Tac, sir. No. <laughs> um, Jake comes to the ring staggering, looking like he's drunk. Monsoon comes mm-hmm. out, asks him. Should I cancel the match? And Jake's like, no, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. They played up on commentary. Meanwhile, Lawler's still cutting the promo. And the bell rings. Jake goes after him with a couple punches, hits a DDT, and wins. <laughs> Didn't he already do this? <laughs> then he goes to get the snake out, but instead he pulls out a bla- uh, brown bag with a bottle of, you know, Jim Beam, we'll say, in it. And pours it all over Lawler's face. Then he gets the snake, throws it on Lawler, Lawler powders. Uh, and Lawler's selling afterwards was great because it looked like he literally had booze poured on his face unexpectedly like that. Because, like, he was, like, on his knees with his eyes closed, rubbing his face, like, retching, almost looking like he was going to puke. He sold it great. It was it was a really good job. Lawler's fantastic. Let's not kid ourselves. Um, yep. After that, we get a road dog promo, which is more shit about Jay, uh, Jeff Jarrett. And um, and then they ended it with, uh, next week we'll hear his uh, scary story about Desert Storm. Like, wait, what? You know, they're showing clips of fucking cruise missiles go off and shit. And it's like, yeah, it was scary. Spending I- my days in the old Desert Storm. Had my gun by my side and my... <laughs> That's one. And my buddy named Norm. Police Academy. <laughs> It's another good one. Uh, <laughs> after that, we get your boy, Freddie Joe Floyd, taking on Triple H. And this is fucking, uh, this is how I wrote it. Triple H handcuffs his valet to the turnbuckle, so Perfect can't steal her. Lols. Um, naturally, as you'd expect, Perfect comes out. And at some point, somehow has the key to the handcuffs. 
Apparently he's a good magician too. Uh, uncuffs her and leaves with her. And then it looked like there was a Boy Scout in the front. And Perfect handed the key. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, uh, I'm sure you are the last Boy Scout. Um, <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. That is a good one. Um, and he just slips the key in the Boy Scout's pocket and walks off. <laughs> Triple H runs him down, gets counted out, and Perfect just turns around and cold cocks him and puts him down. Still leaves with his girl. Man, amazing. Eight, Triple H got over making uh, to be look like such a bitch over those uh, past couple weeks. But here we are. If only he had a friend who was like a WWF champion who could get him over. Yeah, or married into the company or something. I don't know. He probably figured it out, you know? Hard work. Uh, after that, we get a, a... Well, you know, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we get a quick Austin promo, uh, and then we get another promo for Perfect and Triple H. Uh, then we get the, so Sonny comes uh, out to the ring and says, you know, I want to introduce the newest, hottest, sexiest thing in WWF, me. And a picture falls from the rafters and it's her with her titties popping out. Uh, <laughs> so we get, uh, she joins, <laughs> I mean, let's not kid ourselves. You, you're going to eat, hey, wait, this actually, this works out with a quote. You're going to eat that? Yes. I, no. Yeah. But, no, that crossed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Kick his ass, sea bass. Well, if that guy over there pointing is a sea bass. He said to put that on his tab. All right. We're going to take this. <laughs> I saw it in the movie once. What happened after that? Oh, he ran him down down the road and killed him. It was awesome. <laughs> Caught up with him about a mile down the road and slit his throat. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I had the better parts. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, whatever. Is Raw still on? Uh, Raw <laughs> is still on. So we get the pug versus Farouk. How do you think this one ends? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you say the pud? Uh, no, I did not. But that sounds like a Freudian slip from you. Um, when Sonny is in the ring before the match starts, JR. This has nothing to do with athletics. <laughs> athletics. That's debatable, JR, depending on who you are. But then again, King's not on commentary. Uh, before the match starts, we This has get... nothing to do with athletics. Not athletes. Not, not athleticism. This has nothing to do with athletics. Yeah, well, you know, it's a catch-all. Uh, we get a Mankind promo and then a squash by Farouk. Uh, next, what I thought was uh, the best moment of the show, it was a clip from Livewire, and it was uh, Ahmed Johnson with Todd Pettengale, and they had Farouk on mm-hmm. the phone, and it was just two soul brothers fucking talking jive to each other. It was fucking awesome. It was fucking But it was awesome. so deep of a conversation. It was. Well, like, we both, like we both, from, both, the we so both from the street. We both from the street. How's your other kidney? <laughs> and you can see Ahmed be like, oh, motherfucker, it's going to be like that, huh? It was, it, it was it, awesome. It was great. It was great. My my favorite moment. Um, and then we get our main event. It's uh, Austin versus HBK with Lothario. Uh, non-title match. Uh before I get into this, because I'll just spoil basically the ending, do you realize like every Raw ends with them compacting four different storylines into one segment? Yeah, this was no different. Because it has to leave you going, wow, there are so many things I need to remember next week. Like yeah. we were too stupid to remember what happened in the first hour that we need to remember it all at the very end. Yep, pretty much. 
so yeah, uh, right before the match starts, we get a taker promo uh, and then another backstage promo f- uh, from Vader and Cornette saying they want a shot at the title at Survivor Series. Cornette says championship belt. I thought that was hilarious. Um, I mean, it's not his rule. It's Vince's rule, but still. Talk about a Freudian, Freudian slip. I bet you that was yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, and he looked at Vince and he goes, I meant championship. See, Vince, I took care of it. Yeah, right. Um, let's see. Uh, yep. So and then after that, we get a backstage promo from v- uh, Sid on Vader. Uh, naturally, we get a run-in. It's Vader. Uh, it's a DQ. HBK uh, is actually able to hold him off uh, for a second. Vega runs in to make a save and immediately gets planted. And then Sid comes out. Vader powders. Meanwhile, Razor and Diesel show up. They just hang at the back of the entrance. Um, Austin throws HBK into Sid, kind of getting them two to start arguing, kind of teasing that. Uh, the, the for, They fight off the, the heels powder, and then Diesel and Razor just head to the back. I wrote it was a lot of nothing. And that is how we end our show again, with a whole lot of nothing. Not us, them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Jeez. Yeah, yeah, it, it was Look something it, else. It, it's it, very clear as to why Nitro survived pretty well in the first couple of years. I think they, something bad must have happened in, this, in the next year or so here. Like, bad decision-wise. I can't wait to start watching more and more of this because... It feels like a slam dunk for WCW at this point. Their competition is shit. <laughs> well, you know, I talked about it at one of my brains at the tables. It's like, you know, we know looking back now what happened to WCW. Let's uh, see what makes AEW different, right? Uh, but speaking of yeah. what was making WCW good at the time, let's get into it, you know, and let's not kid ourselves. It's not all good. Um, we're two weeks out from Slim Jim Halloween Havoc. Uh, they're recapping the Macho and Liz thing, which is going to be a, a, a big thing. Uh, throughout Jesus, this episode. Oh, my God. Yes, oh it yeah, it's great. Oh, wait till I, you re- hear my I have notes. a gripe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait till you hear gripe. my notes. Uh, what's your gripe? <laughs> right now, it is October 14th, 1996. Okay. It has been legit three months and a couple of days since Hulk Hogan has turned his back on the WCW. Why is he in your WCW intro, and especially wearing red and yellow? On Nitro, he is still in the intro package. Just a minor thing. Huh. It just bothers me. Continuity is a touch of a, a a thing I like to look at. And to me, I'm like, why? It's, it's kind of like when a wrestler says, I'm invading, and then they go right through the ramp. Oh, yeah, sure, to the locker room, because that's okay. <laughs> Same kind of thing. He shouldn't be in the intro. That's my only gripe, but... Uh, yes, Slim Jim's Halloween Havoc is going to be coming up, and it's going to be Slim Jim Macho Man versus Slim Jim Hulk Hogan. And <laughs> Slim Jim Liz and Slim Jim Savage are having a whole lot of Slim Jim marital problems. Okay, you really went Slim too Jim. far with that one. You ruined it. No, no, I think it was all pretty. <laughs> I didn't even use it as much as they did. What happened on Nitro? <laughs> we open up with Dean Malenko versus Brad Armstrong. Malenko still has Ray's mask. Um, you know, it was a solid match. Brad, Brad Armstrong can go. You know he's a jobber and he's going to lose. Uh, the the ending was really contrived. It was a weird small package, kind of mm-hmm. half-third Nelson kind of thing. They actually called it – Shivani even was weird. He's like, yeah, it's like a three-quarters Nelson roll-up or something like that they called it. It was really weird. 
Yeah, not much else yeah. to say. Yeah, okay. I agree. No, that's pretty. I'm on the same page as you. Yeah, uh, the next part. But we did uh, get a really cool uh, commercial. Yeah, <laughs> I was is just it, gonna say it's probably is your it the blue denim the WCW night. shirts. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, our two favorite people in the world, Deborah and Mongo, Hawk and Denim. You could also look like us in denim. I think I did a pretty good. I think I had a good practice with Jody Foster a couple weeks ago. <laughs> then we get two NWO limos showing up. Uh, they had to take two because now we have more members, obviously. Um, I absolutely love where everything goes tonight with with this entire Nitro. Um, but they show us that on Saturday night... It was Jim Duggan versus VK Wall Street, and Nick Patrick was the referee, and he disqualified Duggan for using the tape about time that that has happened. Thank you. Do you know what I re- I've hated Nick <laughs> Patrick I- over the last couple of weeks, but thank you, Nick Patrick. Yeah, I uh, what I wrote is hilarious that the heel ref gets it right, ultimately. It's great because later on in the show, I'm not going to remember 100% where, but Zabisco goes, see, this is why we need Nick Patrick out here. He would do this right. I'm like, if you only knew, man, in a couple of weeks. Um, But we get a rematch here on Nitro, and Wall Street tries, tries to use the tape, but he ends up losing the match in the process. And... I, hey man, I, ODM. This is why we work really well together. Great picture of Duggan this week. <laughs> as soon as I saw the end, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm gonna take the time. I'm gonna stop it right at the right time. Oi! Excellent. And then we get humorous, humorous versus Jim Powers. Dude, tell me that was not a dope big guy moonsault off the top rope onto Jim Powers. Uh, Bill DeMott, Hugh Morris, landed it beautifully. He did. Uh, I wrote uh, Nice Moonsault by Morris, spot on. Yeah. Great match. Uh, not great match. No, great, not uh, but great, great. I'm sorry, great uh, maneuver. Yep, absolutely. That that, that was uh, worth worth watching that piece uh, for sure. Uh, the only other thing I really wrote of importance is I can't get Kenny Powers out of my head now. Yeah, you're welcome. Now that you see that, you, yeah, please don't make me have to. Dude, do you have any idea how late I was up last week having to edit that shit? Yeah, it's better Keep than the that. Fucking no, mouth shot now. <laughs> um, but we get a little more verse, uh, or Teddy Long versus Nick Patrick. Speaking of uh, Kenny Powers, it looks like we're leading to something. I don't know if it's going to be a fight or if Teddy Long's going to become a new ref. I, I actually have no idea where this actually goes, which I'm kind of excited to see. Then we get Greg the Hammer Valentine. Again, dude, this is great. To, like, we just watched Jake Roberts on Raw, but then we also watched him on Heroes of Wrestling last week. And then we watched Valentine this week. I'm like, can we watch him on that? I'm like, okay, no, he can he can move in this one. Okay, yeah, that's right. All right. It's, that, that pay-per-view really threw me off last week. I forgot how bad everything really was. <laughs> and we're going to do a replay of that again. We're going to try a different version of it, this time with better HD, and we're going to watch it from the beginning. Okay, Odium? Anyway. He takes on Lex Luger, and in the crowd comes DiBiase and Vincent. Which, by the way, if you haven't caught it, Hogan is now calling him Trillionaire Ted. 
Yeah, I did. Which is great because Billionaire Ted was made by WWF, Mm -hmm. making fun of Ted Turner. And then they turn at the table by having Ted DiBiase there and calling him Trillionaire Ted. Putting him over and poking fun at him at the same time. Yeah, I like it. Um, Nick Patrick's request of $1 million for the (laughs) fine for Macho Man has been reduced Man, to $500. First, that's a kick in the dick. But he is not able... Macho Man Randy Savage is going to have to basically forfeit his first five matches, the first five weeks of 1997. Probably. I wrote, this is very NFL-like. Probably. I uh, I thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah, it probably lines up with his vacation. Oh, that works out great. I wonder if he's going to be taking Liz on that vacation. Um, But then they also start talking about how Nick Patrick looked a heck of a lot like the referee that in the all black and white uh, crowdless Mm -hmm. arena on Saturday night where NWO did their version. And it was a referee wearing a ski mask that sounded and acted a heck of a lot like. Kenny Powers. I mean, uh, Nick Patrick. Yeah, and he said it actually. So he's yeah, he's denying it. Yep, and Nick Patrick actually said, you know what? It actually looks a lot more like um, uh, Randy Anderson. Referee Randy Anderson. Which so, I thought was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. One of the coolest moments in Mike Enos's life <laughs> is that he comes out... <laughs> And the countdown for the clock begins, three, two, one, and it's the only time in Enos's life that he will ever have pyro. <laughs> the place lit up like it was an like Edge returned, uh, like Jeff Hardy's. It was outstanding. He had the best entrance ever to a match that never fucking happens. <laughs> Because on his way to the ring, everybody's like, well, Eric Bischoff isn't here. And he tries cornering Macho Man. He's like, we, we got to talk. We got to talk. You got to see this video. First, let's go back to it being in 1996. You have to bring the middle school dolly cart that has the TV out. You have to roll that thing out onto the <laughs> arena floor for him to see it. Kind of like when we watched uh, – the Boiler Room Brawl. That's what they put out by the ringside for people yeah. to see was little TVs on carts. Uh, this is what they roll out to the ring. I'm like, wow, the years before Titantrons. You just somewhat often forget about it. And I'm like, yeah, at least they could, I don't know, I guess, whatever. But it wasn't like it was a flashback. This is something that Randy has never seen. It is Liz. On a guy, hang on, I'm gonna get emotional here. Hang on. It is Liz getting it, she's swinging back and forth on a tree on a swing, and it was her and Randy's swing. And she misses him. Oh my god, does she miss him? And she is so sad and she's lonely. Oh my god, you're gonna have to take over the OEM. Yeah, she was Whew. she was probably really thinking about Luger's roided up donger, but that's a different story altogether. That's who was actually filming. <laughs> um, he's like, this is part one of the porno. <laughs> part two, cuckold. I, yeah, this, <laughs> I, I love the, the swing that you built for me. I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Macho's frozen. 
uh, lost his edge. He's pussing out and fucking just gets in a random limo and bounces. So all right, couple no, couple notes to that first. He stops and looks like he's about to have a panic attack or a heart attack. Or puke, uh, kind of grabbing at his chest or puke. It could be. He's like, oh, it's gonna be Luger's dick. It's gonna be his dick. <laughs> Don't go there, maybe brother. It is, maybe it Don't isn't. go there, brother. And hops into a white limo. Look at it. it's, it's continuity. I like that. NWO shows up in black. Our guys leave in white. Yeah, Just go. kind of a to me a thing. But god damn it, they come back and they don't even give Enos the win by default. They go, <laughs> well, that was a no contest. We're gonna have to reschedule that. Poor Mike Enos. God damn. They made poor Enos cry. <laughs> we've seen him on TV probably a dozen times. I think we've seen him wrestle once. The best thing is the fact that he had all that pyro for nothing. <laughs> and it wasn't his pyro. It was just the countdown with the it dynamite the hour into two, hour yeah. two. I just thought it was fantastic. Um, But then we get Eddie Guerrero versus the Cheetah Kid. I don't know, the Cheetah Kid. I didn't even know that existed. I did not know that was a wrestler. Yeah. But he looks like Tiger Mask. If you're going to rip off something from Japan, just call him Tiger Mask. One, two, three, four, like they did. They call him the Cheetah Kid. Or how about just don't do the fucking gimmick? That was stupid. Yeah. Just one man's opinion. Up next... Bubba Rogers lets us know that Double J is in for hard times or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> and But Double J gets the win in his hometown. <laughs> First, did you see the sick bump that Jimmy Hart takes to the outside in this match? Oh, yeah. And Jerry oh, my God. He's going to clock him he's in the head on... and hits him just like in the chest. Yeah. It, so And he hits him and Jimmy Hart bounces from being on the bottom rope of his feet, because he's that short, that he bounces up in the air, and his legs go in between the first and second rope in the ring. His ass hits the apron, then he goes right onto his back out to the outside. I go, wow, that looks like it hurt. I don't care however you look at that. That was good bump by Jimmy Hart. Oddly enough, probably the best part of that entire match. Yeah. And then don't worry, Double J has his promo later. And now that, you know, Ric Flair got his ass kicked by those lead pipes a couple weeks ago, or last week, you know, because it was Thug Life. Thug Life. It is now going to be the Giant versus Double J. And he says he can't fill Ric Flair's shoes, but he's going to take that Giant and chop him down. Even if he spends each day working hard on the go in his hands on the clock or spinning too slow because he can't wait to be alone with the giant at Slim Jim's Halloween Havoc. Boom. You're welcome. I just wrote, not going to lie, when he started to talk, I spaced out. Probably your fault. Um, I'm, I just wish he would at least acknowledge the road dog shit. They're bashing him on the other station. I mean, do something. Uh, the match that I was kind of excited to see, but kind of become a stupid schmoz, mm. but it was faces of fear versus Harlem heat. Yeah. I was like, Ooh, this will be match of the night. But Mongo and Benoit were there to distract faces of fear and Harlem heat were distracted by Hall and Nash double count out. Very, <laughs> 
Man, did, did you guys watch the end of Raw and say that's how we're going to end this match? <laughs> well, what I did like was at one point Sherry screaming when Haku was giving a beatdown to one of them. And uh, Haku looks at Sherry and does like the ravishing Rick Rude like hip swing. It was fucking hilarious. For him to do that? Yeah, exactly. It's a good moment. That should have almost, <laughs> if we could have made a GIF for our, or GIF, whatever it is, for our, uh, <laughs> right. our show this week, that would have been it. But. Duggan's picture was a little more priceless. Um, look at, have I even said this? Since the moment they showed him the video, all Eric Bischoff can do is talk about poor Macho Man's sad heart. I mean, his heart is so broken, he may never wrestle again. He actually says this. If he never wrestles again, look at man, been through a divorce. Uh, you could you can get back on your feet. It's not going to kill you that much. And even if she is banging Lex Luger, he's roided up. Just know that it's not going to be that big anyway. No, but really, all night, it's all about Macho's sad heart. And they keep talking about it. Is this the last of Macho? But let's head into the final segment because here comes Hulk Hogan with the NWO, including Liz, in the middle of a freaking wolf pack. Not, no pun intended. Heading to the ring. Hogan has no beard. And immediately it is noticeable. And almost weird to see for some reason now. After seeing him with the black for so long. By the way, when I was a kid, I was like, was he spray painting that on? I'm like, no, his hair actually grows in that dark. No shit. Didn't know that. <laughs> um, he makes a reference right to it. It's because my beard is shaved because I just got done filming Three Ninjas, brother. <laughs> All I could think of was the first one. I'm like, Rocky loves Emily. Randy loves Liz, baby. Yeah. Anyway, so he makes reference to that. And then out comes the Nasty Boys, who are in NWO colors. They are in the NWO shirts. They got contracts in hand. And... In true dickhead fashion, I guess, the Nasty Boys are like, hey, yeah, there's a couple of things we got to fix here, man. If, if it's okay with you, man, we're, we're, we're going to have the Jets, all the women there. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. But this money here, it seems like it should be a couple commas over this way or whatever. And I don't, I don't know, whatever it was. Yeah, you got the gist of it. Yeah, but then Hogan says, did you guys even look at the last page? And he looks and he goes, I never signed it. And you shouldn't be wearing our shirts or our colors. Gang style, man. And these guys get jumped from behind, get the shit kicked out of them. And then, of course, NWO heads to the announce table. I'm like, okay, cool. They're going to take over. As soon as Hogan gets the headset on, it's just nothing. It's dead silent. I'm like, what are they doing? And they end the show with, Randy, in slow motion, staring at the screen, you hear, I'm so sorry, Randy. Randy, if you could just give me another chance. What am I? I promise we could swing on this swing together. <laughs> Scott Hall <laughs> Scott Hall has an, owned the end of the last two Nitros, because this time him and <clears throat> Nash get on uh, the headsets, and uh, Nash calls out the Harlem Heat, and <laughs> Hall goes, Oh, you're so, right. I forgot about this part before the mic went out. You're right. The where he went deep. Good call. Go for goes, it. He goes, Harlem Heat. Those hillbillies are from Harlem, huh? And then he did you hear me? He goes, they're probably from some town in Texas. <laughs> God damn. 
That's awesome. Calling out they're really from Houston. That was, oh, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good for you, Scott Hall. Well, you're right. But then that was the, I'm sorry, Macho, ending. It was the, it was so a d- very dramatic ending. It was the WCW alternative to the uh, sad I am a real American after he got squashed by Yokozuna. <laughs> That's, that was their alternate right there. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. They even showed him stumbling. Well, so in instead back. of the, um, so it would be instead of, you know, his, the pomp of circumstance, it would be. Oh, yeah. Instead of the, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no. So that is the way that Nitro goes off the air. A little more dramatic this week, but two weeks away from Slim Jim's Halloween Havoc. And next week we get to talk Buried Alive. Next week we get to talk Raw and Nitro. And next week our top topic is going to be the top ten pushes that were by fan demands. Meaning we wanted him and we were taking nothing else. That's all we wanted. We wanted this man into the spot. And the only reason that person's there is because you listened to the fans. Going to be a very good topic. I think it'll be a fun one to kind of shoot the breeze back and forth on. I'm excited about that. Several topics left for the season. Several good shits left from Nightwing. And, of course, more Monday Night Wars, more news, more movies, more wrestling. Check us out, of course, every week, every Wednesday noon that is and of course every week as a professor i bid you a farewell and odm loves to leave us in a character quote of the week but not from the movie he's gonna have to be a wrestling personality did you catch that word personality that's right because it's not a wrestler this week odm You are going to do it for the first lady of wrestling, the lovely Miss Elizabeth. I fucking hate you. (laughs) Randy, I'm sitting in the swing that you made for me, and I just want you to know, you don't kill people you don't know. That's a rule. The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are The Professor, Mark Fantasia, and ODM, Joe Rizzo, with special weekly segments by Nightwing the Analyst, Rashawn Hilton. Without your continued support, it would just be some guys talking wrestling. Feel free to interact with the show on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com.
So yeah, whatever you end up putting in there. But yeah, you, we did those too. Have we ever done Top Gun? I don't think so. Not that we need to. I was just throwing it out yeah, as an idea. I'm sure you only because it. only because I saw a Goose last night as the uh, intro person. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was gonna say I figured you actually probably like the uh, volleyball scene. Probably look like Jim Duggan <laughs> digging the tape out of his crotch. <laughs> <laughs> There's anime movies, but we'd only we'd have to. Jesus Christ! I just went to. I was like, uh, kids? No. <laughs> Requiem for a dream? No. <laughs> ass to ass. <laughs> Do we have two hidden tracks today? 